Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back to Mood with Lauren Elizabeth. I'm Lauren Elizabeth, and this week's current mood convo is absolutely incredible. I had to have Norma Kamali on the podcast because she was on the morning toast, and Claudia and Jackie have not stopped raving about her. So I had our girl Claudia hook us up, have Norma come on Mood, and she is incredible. There's so, so many juicy nuggets. Like, honestly, she's 75 years old and you would never know. She is like literally insanely cooler looking than me and just is so youthful. She has this amazing spirit. She just hits on so many incredible points. If you're not familiar with Norma Kamali, you definitely know her fashion designs. She's still designing trend-setting clothes for Beyonce, Rihanna, the everyday woman working from home, Lauren Elizabeth. I just bought one of her dresses in the closet. I wore a dress last year before the pandemic, like literally the month before the pandemic to like a red carpet. I literally am obsessed with her stuff. She has actually really good stuff out right now too. And she just released her book called I Am Invincible. That is a mantra for women taking them through every decade of their journey and guiding them into how to live their best, healthiest, and most fulfilling life. We have the most incredible current mood convo, so stay tuned for that. But first, let's jump into best mood and worst mood of the week. My best mood this week was getting out of the house and doing new and fun activities. I know it's kind of a mood booster, but honestly, when I look back at my week, that was my best mood. I definitely started getting a little fatigued, I think, towards the end from it because, you know, we all have that quarantine fatigue. But I just I've tried so many new things. I've met so many new people. Like when was the last time you were out of the house with like people that weren't like totally in your quarantine pod and you got to like meet new people and like introduce yourself and like you know like have a drink with someone new like it's so crazy like I did that this past week it was incredible I was with my friends we met up with some of their other friends we went out to new restaurants that I've never been to before I've done new hikes with new friends like just so many things so it's not just like having my hobbies and my mood boosters just for myself it's like really kind of opening up myself to doing them with new and other people which has been so fun it was totally my best mood of the week because obviously I got all my work done but I still made sure to section time out to do things for myself and it made for such a better mood this week my worst mood this week was feeling hardened and I don't know how else to describe it but I feel like I was I was getting in such a better place and in such a better mindset and really just honestly being back on social media again, like full time, um, has feel I feel like it's hardened me a little bit again. It's definitely made me uh, have a lot of anxiety about like how my work is doing and like the public perception of me. 
Um, I, you know, just have been spending more time on my phone and just seeing people comment, whether it's to me or not, just nasty comments on the internet. And it's, you know, it's kind of made me just like, it's almost like shifted my mood in this way where I just like feel like cranky about it. And it's like, I'm not a cranky person and I feel like I'm very open and I'm very kind. And I feel like those two things I like about myself were almost kind of like taken away from me a little bit this week by, allowing myself to be affected by some of the you know bad things that come along with social media and you know I always say you have to recognize your part and it's like I can't blame my worst mood on the internet it's you know I was the one that allowed myself to be affected that way and I think obviously it's definitely a shock when you come back to the internet after being gone for so long and you know, not everywhere is the podcast, not everywhere is such a safe space. And so I think it's, you know, that pressure is kind of starting to like build on me again. And it's, it gives me a lot of that anxiety of just, you know, really kind of thinking like, wow, like life's short, but there's also so much left to go. And I want to do those best mood activities and hang out with friends and meet new people and do that stuff. And, you know, not just be hardened by a lot of the cruelty and just, mean people in the world and just the pressures of social media like it could really like take over your life and fuck up your mindset and really create a worse mood for you so I think it's good that I recognized it and you know I didn't let it totally ruin my week but it definitely was kind of continuing of last week's worst mood which was a little cranky a little cranky um so I'm hoping with good sleep this week and just more fun mood boosters and best moods that I don't let social media get to me this week because that would be nice and I recommend it for everyone of course Let's face it, you guys, taking trips to the post office is probably not how you want to spend your time. I personally would rather spend my time shopping for new things, um, going on a walk, like I mean, like literally doing anything besides going to the post office. And that's why I recommend mailing and shipping online at stamps.com. Stamps.com allows you to mail and ship anytime, anywhere, right from your computer. You can send letters, ship packages, and pay a lot less with discounted rates from USPS, UPS, and more. Stamps.com has saved businesses thousands of hours and tons of money. With stamps.com, you get the services of the post office and UPS all in one place. Plus, there's huge discounts on mailing and shipping rates. I personally love stamps.com because I'm always having to mail and ship stuff because I do a lot of business out of my house, but I also am starting to travel a little bit. I'm shipping things home back and forth. So I've been doing a lot of shipping and let me tell you, I am not leaving my house for the post office. So that's why I love stamps.com. They literally bring the services of the U.S. Postal Service and UPS right to your computer. Stamps.com is a must have for any business, whether you're a small office sending out invoices or an online seller shipping out orders or even a giant warehouse sending thousands of packages a day. Stamps.com can handle it all with ease. Simply use your computer to print official U.S. postage 24-7 for any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere you want to send. Once your mail is ready, just schedule a pickup or drop it off. It's that simple. With Stamps.com, you'll get discounts up to 40% off post office rates and up to 62% off UPS shipping rates. Not to mention, Stamps.com is a fraction of the cost of those expensive postage meters. Stamps.com is a no-brainer, you guys. It's saving you time and money. It's no wonder nearly 1 million small businesses already use Stamps.com. So Stop wasting time going to the post office and go to stamps.com instead. There's no risk, and with my promo code MOOD, you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial 
plus free postage and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in mood. That's stamps.com promo code mood. Stamps.com. Never go to the post office again. For my mood boosters this week, I actually have a couple. I'm super proud because I used my journal slash planner every single day this week. And we're going on to week number two now. So I bought a journal. It's like a weekly planner from Papier. Is that how you say it? Papier? Papier? Um, You've probably seen it on my Instagram. It has like the cheetahs on the front. But they have like some different layouts on their website. And I probably mentioned this earlier in the year. But I just haven't been able to fully commit to it. I mean, I don't know if you guys have noticed. But my (laughs) year has been a little crazy. So now that I'm like, you know, getting back on track. We're working again. We're socializing again. I've never been the type of person to schedule both business stuff and personal stuff all in one like calendar or planner. What do you think it's been? work 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 like that's literally all I've ever focused on and everything else was just focused on stressing out in between and like not thinking I have enough time so now what I did is I went to my google calendar I went and I got my journal I guess I should say planner I went to my google calendar got my planner and wrote down all this stuff for the week that was already in my google calendar so obviously that's work stuff and then I added in my workouts I added in like dinners with friends even just like yesterday I was just seeing a friend like right after uh, like a workout class. Oh, I saw my friend right after a vaccine. So I had like my vaccine appointment in there. And then literally right after that, I just wrote like seeing Michelle just cause it's like a, it feels so good when you can cross something off your planner, but B it's like, you can just see kind of like how everything looks and like, you just kind of pencil it in. Like it just feels like you have a little bit more structure between your personal life and your business life. And this might be you know, old news. But for me, this is new news because I've never done this before. And if I have used a planner, it's just been for work. So even like this week, one of my goals is to cook. And then one of my other goals is like podcasts, like something like that. So you can see that I'm kind of like splitting up different priorities and goals into not just work stuff. And it's really, really helped. I think that It just gives me a good mindset going into the week and it makes me feel really accomplished at the end of the week and it makes me feel very organized. So it's like a huge mood booster. I'm really, really loving it. And I also just highly recommend this planner too. My next mood booster was, like I said, one of my goals was cooking. I had so much fun cooking for the first time in a long time. I cooked a little bit on Friday night and then I cooked a little bit on Monday night. Well, I cooked a little bit on Friday and I cooked a lot on Monday and I'm cooking again tonight. Like it was the first time in my new home that I've really gone to the grocery store, got ingredients. Like, I don't know, just like had my shit together more. I don't know what happened. Like I used to love cooking and making smoothies. And then I don't know, I guess I got in a relationship for about four years and just like stopped doing all of those things. But that's fine. My problem. Um, but yeah, like I just, I felt it's just so fun because you're not on your phone. You're, it's a very mindful activity to do because you're very just like mindful of what you're doing. And it was just so nice being in the kitchen, cleaning up afterwards, like just putting everything back to like neutral. It didn't leave a mess. Well, there is a mess now in the kitchen, which I need to go clean, but it was just so nice being able to like cook something healthy, kind of put my own little twist on it. It just, it felt really good. So I think I might start doing a little more cooking content, maybe put some recipes on the blog, but I won't get ahead of myself. I'll just focus on cooking more than one meal a week going forward. 
And then my final mood booster was adding some new supplements into my diet. I haven't really taken a lot of vitamins and supplements in like the past year because we've been in quarantine, I guess. And I just like haven't really clearly have lost a little bit of like the health and fitness and cooking all that all that jazz. So I started incorporating a few supplements back into my diet. Obviously, you guys know I love the array supplements. I and then I incorporated a couple hum supplements and like two love wellness supplements and I think that's it so I'm not gonna say what they are yet just because I'm still kind of figuring out what I like what I what I need what I need to do um, like what I feel like my you know body's missing what makes me feel good but one thing I'll definitely say is kind of having trouble sleeping I sw- I started using the love wellness lights out formula and it has been helping so much because I took prescription sleeping medicine on Monday that I used to need and it just made me so drowsy taking it for the first time in forever and I was like I do not want to feel that way I'm trying to get better not get like sleepier and like depressed again so I switched to a supplement and it is working wonders so it's also a little proud moment of like look I don't need my sleeping medicine anymore I can use a supplement like that's nice and remember these things come in waves it doesn't it's not bad whatever you need but it also is nice to know that I'm in a better place and right now I don't need that I can just take a supplement if I have I'm having trouble falling asleep I want to talk to you guys about Ana Luisa because so many of you were obsessed with my ring and my new earrings and my new necklace from them. I absolutely love their jewelry. They are so sustainable, which is really, really important right now, you guys, because you want to feel good about your purchases. Ana Luisa is carbon neutral. They offset 100% of their carbon emissions, starting with the sourcing of raw materials all the way to to disposal of their pieces and everything's limited batches so it really ensures that it's the highest production standard and it also eliminates excessive waste they have honestly exceptional quality it's long-lasting pieces crafted with the care from the best noble metals they offer a 365 day warranty to you guys to replace or refund any piece that doesn't meet your expectations which I'm telling you it will like I'm obsessed with the pieces that I have and actually a few of my friends have these really cute necklaces from them you're going to see these pieces and you're going to be like, oh my God, that's so cute. Is that fine jewelry? Guess what, you guys? Fair prices. Jewelry starting at $39. No luxury markup. These pieces are great for yourself or as a gift to a loved one. I think Mother's Day is coming up. Summer birthdays are coming up. If you want to get me something for my birthday, feel free. You can use the discount code. I don't mind. So great shipping, you guys. Super sustainable. If you haven't looked it up yet, it's Anna Luisa, A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A dot com. So you can go to analuisa.com slash mood, and this will get you 10% off all products. I'll link it in the description of the episode. So you guys can go treat yourself and your loved ones with unique gifts and get 10% off at www.analuisa.com slash mood. I absolutely recommend them. They are a great brand making beautiful, sustainable jewelry. So go check out www.analuisa.com slash mood. That's A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A dot com slash mood. All right, guys, let's jump into our current mood convo with the queen, the icon, everything of the sort, Norma Kamali. How old are you? Uh, 26 and three quarters. Oh, really? Yes. Get in, wow. get in there, get in there. I mean, I know like your book is all about through each game. Decade. But I'm it's so funny because I'm like, I don't even understand like how you're so like youthful and like badass and just like 
Well, so the funny thing is, is two of my best friends are Claudia and Jackie from the morning toast. And I love them. They have you on the podcast. They will not shut up about your interview. (laughs) I have never heard them talk so much about an interview to the point, like you have like given them a mantra of like, literally we were texting last night and I was like, we lost a year of our lives. Like we got to go. We got to do what Nora said we should do. Like we got to live. And so I texted mm-hmm. Claudia and I was like, I need you to connect us. I need her on the podcast. Cause like, I've never heard you rave about someone so much. And like, you know, I love having people on that have just like wisdom and like advice. And like, I feel like I've never had anyone on like you before. So I'm just so grateful to have you. Um. I, uh, I do have a, a dress of yours, a new a new collection dress of yours hanging up in the closet. Uh, just came oh, in the mail. So I've what, been a fan what, what forever. What did you get? I got what, this like what? little black dress. It has long sleeves and kind of like a tie in the front. It kind of like looks like a shirt dress, collar yeah, dress. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And oh, I have good. another. I have another one that I wore to like a red carpet back when like I had to do those things, and it was like this like off the shoulder like black like mm-hmm. everything just fits so nice and it's such good quality that I was like splurge. Well, that's good. I'm really I'm happy to hear that. First of all, I love those two. They are they're so fresh and um and I think extremely. You guys uh, are in such a good situation because you did lose, you know, an important time. And it's very hard to make that up. In fact, you, you can't. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be able to communicate so you, people don't feel alone in it is, is extremely important. Um, but I think more and more about the kind of conversation we had together. And I think, um, and I, and I speak to people in your age group all the time. I have a big team of people in your age group. And I love you guys. I'm just so excited because I think um, we're, we're going to be in a good place when you guys have, have the population. And I feel very um, comforted by that. Um, and, and But I do think... The one thing, and I never look back, I'm not a look back person, but I, the one thing I really wish you guys could capture is the intimacy of a friendship, the intimacy of a relationship, the intimacy of sex. And intimacy is not some erotic pose in sex. It's, it's this. It's just somebody doing this. When was the last time somebody did that to you? You know, when was the last time you did it to someone, right? And it could be a friend. It could be a guy, you know, who tells you his dog died or something. And you just do this. We don't do that anymore because we have our phones in our hands and all this shit that we depend on to communicate with and to be alive with. Um, and I think, and I spoke with them about this, that if you guys can get out there as soon as possible, and you can probably start now, um, and start gathering people together, network to get a group of people together to go sit in a park or at the beach and just take all your devices, put them in a hat and 
get wine or pot or whatever the hell you want and just touch each other, hug each other. I mean, in the 70s, when this sort of feminist movement and the the movement of women understanding their bodies more and taking a little bit more power, not not overly aggressive. I think a lot of girls your age are a little overly aggressive (laughs) and it's not it. And I'm all for that. I mean, I like what I want and I'm, you know, I'm very vocal about it and I'm, you know, and I'll show you how that kind of thing. (laughs) However, I think the intimacy is kind. It's gentle and it's kind. Mm -hmm. And we don't have any kindness in the world right now. And there's nothing gentle in the world right now. And there's no humor in the world right now. And I think it's really important to amplify and strengthen all the great qualities you guys have is to try to bring in this foreign substance that will actually enhance you. And that's kindness, intimacy, a disconnect a little bit from technology to give you sort of this nurturing break that you need. Um, And by doing that and getting intimate by holding somebody's hand, it's very, it's a very intimate thing to hold someone's hand. A kiss on the cheek is very intimate because it suggests a commitment of friendship. Mm. Sex is not a commitment beyond a certain amount of time right yeah that's like you know okay we agree to agree that this will be maybe an hour maybe an (laughs) hour and then all right gotta go or in your head gotta go like okay now what how do i get out of here what am i gonna do next and you know he's not gonna marry you so like don't ponder just that's what happened right like this is what happened um but i think trying to initiate this kindness and this kind of intimacy is going to really just bring friendships and relationships in your own sense of an intimate kind of sexual relationship and that brings it to another level. It doesn't mean marriage, mm. but it means being able to connect with people on all different levels. In um, and it's not necessarily vulnerable in where you're, you know, being victimized or whatever or being objectified. But it's the intimacy suggests an openness to kindness and to caring. And, and guys need this desperately too. And I think by doing this to, if you did this to a guy, just a friend, it would be as if you gave him a blowjob. <laughs> I mean, it would be as provocative, right? Think about it. it Some it's guy, so true though. I, I mean, what would, he would get, his head would explode. Like what? <laughs> what the fuck did she just do? Right. Yeah. But it's that kind of thing that I think um, is really, is really, really important. And I think it's important for me too, in my age group and everybody, not just you guys, but you guys have no connection to that. Yeah. It's not in your memory bank. 
Well, that's what right? I was going to say. You have a memory of, of life before all this social media and stuff. And like, you know, I got my first phone when I was probably 12, I think. And so, yes, I remember having a VCR. I remember when DVDs came around and the first iPod and all that stuff. But I don't have a memory of a social life without social media just getting bigger and bigger every year. And I feel like now, especially being sucked in it for so long, like it's almost I don't even know how to reconcile with it at this point. It gives me social anxiety because I'm so used to communicating through cell phone. And, you know, it's it it almost heightens all these anxieties and stressors. And even when you were saying it opens people up to kindness, it's like that's actually something that I did take a break from my phone for a month. And I the the my favorite thing was just going out into my neighborhood and just interacting with people with an open heart and kindness. But it's interesting that when you said intimacy, I was like, oh yeah, no, but I haven't done that. Like, it's like, I, I'm open to being kind, but it's just enough to then like run back to my bubble and like go on my phone. Mm-hmm. I don't have any memory of it. Yeah. Uh, well, you have to create them. And I think, you know, another thing um, that, that we used to do and, you know, when I was uh, launching my, my moisturizer for your face and body, I, I said, you know, let's incorporate kindness in this. And why don't you give a friend who just lost a job, say, I'm coming over, I'm going to give you a hand massage or your mom, let me give you a a facial or, you know, massage your skin or do things like that for people or even a foot massage. If there's a friend or somebody who's just like not feeling great, they broke up or something happened at work, they lost their job, whatever that is, like jump in with a touching thing. Like, let me give you a facial with this cream. Let me give you a hand massage and do those things. And I, and I think like when you gather together, um, it, it's sort of like create your own reality show with your friends, like this group of people, like, like make it, let's be, let's invest in this live reality show of our interactions with each other, your stories, somebody, somebody met somebody where, you know, like, I want to know what happened. Not somebody who's, you know, done every kind of filter, whatever. And they're, you know, an influencer like, oh, gives a shit. Who cares? (laughs) Like, do you really, really, really care? isn't it much better to care about people who can come and care about you too, where you have that, where you have the opportunity to really invest in this, these other people and pick the friends, you know, start to start to call each other and say, Hey, you know, we're thinking about doing this. Do you want to be, let's try it. And, and just keep, enlisting more and more people Mm. so that there's a whole group and um and you can go to a park you can go to the beach you can go anywhere you can you can go camping together you can do pick things where you can spend a weekend together and you know a sleeping bag a tent you know you bring some food you cook for each other that kind of thing I that was that's how I did my sleeping bag coat I used to go camping In the seventies, that was what we did. We were, we didn't shower. We were like, you know, we were just like hanging out. And 
swimming, camping, hiking, canoeing, talking, sitting around, you know, just really, really knowing each other and talking about very deep, intimate things, mm. which which our phones only allow a certain amount of involvement, but it's never deep. It's never as deep as a face-to-face conversation can be. And I think it also will change the tone and the way we address each other and the things people write about each other and, and say. Really, it's so cowardly. It's so it's such a sign of disconnect. You know, this person is disconnected. They need to get connected. They need to be brought back into the fold of humanity. And, and I think it, I think you can create this energy that we had in the seventies in this way, not everything in the seventies was perfect or great, but this, but this one part of it is what's missing from now that I think, especially since you guys are so, so good. I mean, it's you just have everything right that I wish there would be some way to to get this going so that you can really feel and feel the intimacy that friendships in life can have. I feel like almost too with everyone being stuck inside for so long, it almost was this wake up call to have to do that because now I was someone who never really loved traveling just because it gave me like anxious. I always say I take after my grandma and then my brother takes after my mom. Like they'll go jump on a plane. And I was like, I don't know, like if I leave, will I be able to work and like my house and my OCD. And now after a year of quarantine, I'm like, where are we headed? Where are we going? (laughs) I will get on a plane tomorrow. Like I was texting one group of girlfriends being like, let's go to Nashville. The other group, I was like, let's go to Cabo. Like, and I'm starting to tell people like, you're either in or you're out. Cause I'm going and like, you're either coming with me or we're going to be in a fake fight. Like, let's go, let's get this show on the road. And for you, for you, I, and it's something I've never, I've never, felt the need or want to do but it's even like the things I even want to do almost too are like how you were saying like not showering not caring it's like I I told my my cousins I was like let's go back to our beach house like where we grew up I was like I don't want to wear makeup for a week I don't want to touch my hair for a week like I just want to chill like with my family like that's it like for the first time since we were young that's great happened so fast and so it's so interesting for me I'm like it's great getting advice from someone like you now, because do you think that obviously it was different? You you didn't have social media and a phone back when you were growing up, but do you feel like you were kind of this wise and kind of, you know, your, your mantra in your book is I am invincible. And I know you started like your business with like zero debt, it said, which is like literally unheard of for a fashion brand. Well, how is that even? So what, what, what happened first of all um i started um in business 53 years ago and i i was bringing back clothes from london i i got a job at an airline because i wanted to travel and not as a stewardess but (laughs) the airlines the airlines at the time were like the cool job people were just 
starting to travel and they would get dressed up and like it was perfectly dressed to get on a plane with a little travel bag, the whole thing. It was like such a big deal. And it wasn't the main part of the population wasn't. It was a very small part that was starting this as a thing. And so anyway, I got this job and I would travel to London round trip for $29 every weekend, every weekend to London. And London was just beginning to have this revolution, this everything revolution. And I was right there. And I made a lot of friends and, um, and I, uh, and I felt at home. I felt I, I didn't like fashion before that. Um, but I felt, oh my God, I found me. This is who I am. This is where I belong. And I would bring back the clothes every week and for my friends. And at the time, nobody wore mini skirts, skirts in public on women in the world to that date never had been above the knee. And so here, skirts were mid-thigh. And I was coming back to New York wearing these mid-thigh skirts. And you would have thought I was the biggest prostitute in New York. (laughs) People were saying things like, I don't care. You don't know. You don't know what's going on in London. (laughs) And and then every one of my friends, uh, come on, hurry up. We want them too. And, And soon I opened a store for $285 a month rent. It was a basement. It was little. And I painted it night and I would just bring the clothes. And then six months later, I had some ideas and I started to design things and make them and sell them also. And that's how I got into it. But I, I decided that I wanted to have, I found what I loved. I, I realized I could design clothes and Within the next year, I had a full page in Bazaar and a full page in Vogue. And at the time, Harper's Bazaar was the most incredible magazine you could imagine. It was just spectacular. And so I thought for sure they're going to find out. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. And I was always in fear of being uncovered as a fraud. But (laughs) I was, but I found my thing. And I had these encouragements. And so I then, I I got married at 19. My husband and I, he was gorgeous and we really danced great together. And that was a good reason to get married, I'm thinking, right? So at 19, really, what, like seriously? But um, in any case, by 29, we recognized we had absolutely nothing in common except (laughs) except we didn't dance together anymore. And he was dating the sales girls and taking them out and, and spending all the money for fabric and everything else. And, and it didn't work. Let's just say it didn't yeah, work. Yeah. <laughs> but he, he, he handled the money. He handled the finances because men did that. Right. Understand this is a long time ago. This is the seventies. Men did that. And it, when one of the sales girls that I had fired several times and he rehired and was still seeing came to the sample room and said, I'm going to be designing from now on. And I would like you to make the following styles. And I looked at her 
said, oh, that's interesting. And then when she left, I picked up my bag, I picked up my stuff and I walked out and I said, I, you know, I, I had spoken to a lawyer earlier because I started to see that this was not going in a good direction. And he said, you cannot take anything with you. And we had already separated. I had an apartment. I had a mattress, no curtains, no furniture. I had, I had no money. I had $98 and I did not know what I was going to do. I knew I couldn't take anything from what I had created. Uh, I was so messed up. I was so distraught. Um, and I had no plan and I never ran a business before, but then again, he never did either. So I thought, well, hello, why can't I do it? So I ended up, um, having to meet this woman who was an editor for the LA times and I'd never met any press and she kept pushing and pushing and the, the appointment for lunch was the next day after I left and I met her with my face swollen from crying. And she said, what happened to you? And I told her and I never told anything about anybody about what had been going on in my marriage and the whole thing. And I told her everything. And I, I, I felt so free in doing that. And she said, well, I'm going to help you. Um, we're going to get you some sewing machines and we'll introduce you to some people. And I thought, oh, so that's how it works. You tell people what's going on and they can actually help you. And I learned in that minute that if you don't tell your story and you don't really speak up, you're, you're, you can wither away in a little corner. And so that was my first venture into owning my own company, um, borrowing money, paying it back. And I still am the sole owner of my company. I don't owe anybody any money. I have no partners. And I am living a creative life, which is what my real goal has been. So 53 years from the day I started to now. I'm really, I'm really very happy that this turned out this way because a lot of, a lot of designers have gone in and out of business yeah. over that period yeah. of time. I mean, that's just the most insane story I've ever heard. It's, mm. it's crazy. I, I mean, it's, you know, it's so interesting, especially whenever anyone's like oh what's your tip for starting a business or like getting started and then you know you just hear something like that and you're like you just you just start and you just figure it out do you feel like you if do you feel so fulfilled by it because you you wanted the main goal was living this creative life as opposed to you know sometimes that you think of oh I've been doing the same thing for 50 mm. years like, did you ever have those kind of like road bumps or was it always kind of more fulfilling because of that greater vision for yourself? You know, um, the one guarantee in life is that there, there are cycles, there are cycles and they're up and down cycles. And once you, you know, you get something and you reach a goal and be prepared for a challenge. Um, and also each of the decades presents another challenge on top of 
whatever other thing you're doing. And so the minute you think everything is going to be just the way it is, there's a little universe surprise for you. Uh And those surprises can really, they can really knock the crap out of you. And, And I found myself, you know, in very tough situations throughout my career. I mean, really tough. Um, for another book, by the way, but, um, but, but the truth is, as difficult as they are, the process of getting through them is part of the, you know, that's the initiation to qualify you to go to the next level, to get to the next place. And you have to go through it. You have to go through it. There's a, there's no way of getting around it. And if you try to get around it, that's when your your life goes flat. That's when you kind of like flatline and sort of wander through, you know, sort of dallying around. I, I just the way that sales girl was the, the inspiration and initiation for me to say, I have to do this. I, I look at all of those things in my life, all of those situations, those people, and I have nothing but gratitude. I mean, can you imagine if she didn't come in and I stayed in a really tolerable but awful for my self-esteem situation, which a lot of people do, yeah. and they ignore they ignore the science, but when anything is really intolerable, the universe is saying, get the hell out, walk away, move on, whether it's a relationship, a job, uh, any kind of a situation, a friendship, uh, a family situation, it doesn't matter what it is, but when it's intolerable, the universe is saying, now's the time to move because there's something better for you and you need to get out of this to get there. And, and, and of course, this is so true with relationships, yes. which are the hardest to get out of because we don't want to be alone and we don't want to, yeah, you know, all of that whiny stuff we do. And it's like, <laughs> you know what? Guilty. It's a, <laughs> we're all, we're all, I mean, I'm 75 years of it. You're like a baby. You, you have, you're, you've only gotten started. I know. But, <laughs> But the thing is, you know, the reason for doing the book is uh, there are a couple of reasons. One is, look, you're going to do some of these things. You're not you're not you're going to feel some of these things. These things are happening to a lot of people at the same age you are and you're not alone in it. So understand you're not alone. Not everybody is going to get married in two years. Not everybody is going to be married and getting ready to have a kid at 30. They're not. Guess what? Most people are not. And How did if you know I was forced... talking about that with my best friend yesterday? I was because like, I'm going to be 27. 27. I have three years. <laughs> That's exactly. So I had the same conversation, except for me, it was, I got to get out of this marriage. And But but the truth is, by by the time you're 30, you're feeling the pressure of all of these things that are chronologically scheduled for women. And you got to like, you know, that this is not true. You know that it isn't. And you're not ready. 
you're not ready yet. You're not cooked yet. You're half baked. You need you need more you need more life experience so that you you end up with the person you deserve, right? You need that person you deserve to really just have a powerful relationship that really is meaningful for for however long it's meant to be. The other fallacy is we're going to live together for the rest of our lives and be happy and married and like, no, that's not the way it works. Nothing has to be forever. Just get with that. Nothing has to be forever. There is a time limit and some are longer than others. But if you end up with the person you deserve, chances are that's going to be that's going to have a, a better lifespan. So, I mean, the wisdom is just too much for me to handle right now. I'm like, you must be a mind reader or something. Cause you're saying everything I need to hear, but I do need to know, speaking of the book, obviously I'm invincible, invincible. And through personal experience through each decade, do you kind of favor what, like a couple of the decades more than the others, like some favorite, like, I feel like everyone I talk to is like, Oh my God, life starts getting so good after 30. Like, you know what I mean? Cause I don't know. I feel like you probably know yourself better. So is there like some secret like favorites that you have of each decade? So it's, it's, this is how it works. Um, first of all, I wrote the book. I am invincible, not because I'm invincible. Occasionally I am occasionally (laughs) (laughs) all of us occasionally are, but it's not every day. I'm just saying this is the aspiration. So that's the title of the book, just so people don't think really she thinks she's <laughs> in the book. not true. That's the mantra. It's not, that's yeah, the, the mantra. title. Yes. So so now this is what happens with the decades. So let's say you start with your 20s. The 20s have a role. And this is every first experience you're going to have as an adult is going to happen during this period. There's going to be the good, the bad, and the ugly. This is how you define yourself. This is how you define what type of work you're good at, how you interact with people, what makes you attractive, what makes you unique. This is discovery. You are vulnerable because you're still a child in a grown-up head and body, but you're vulnerable. And when you're vulnerable, people take advantage. People objectify things, shit happens, that's painful. And so there's a lot of that too. And that is part of the life experience so that you know where to put your guard up and when to be open. So do you think I'm going to want to relive that? No, no, no. I'm sorry. It's it's great that I got through it. It's great that I opened my business that it's great, but no, I did it. I'm over it. Thirties. So in your thirties, you sort of bluff your way through to pretend your experience so that you can (laughs) like, you pretend a lot. So, and by pretending, sometimes that's a good way of learning and that's a way of becoming an expert. And so It's a very kind of like, you're very, um, you're an experiment, right? And you're bluffing it. So you have to pretend to be more of an adult than you know you really are. Like you can get found out. You can get found out. That's what's in the back of your head. 
but you actually find out, you know, where your who your brand is like, oh, okay, this is what I this is what I can build on. This is what I can capitalize on. I did that. I don't want to do it again. It's good. <laughs> done. Done. Check. So, right. So 40s. 40 to 50, 40 to 45 is a section on its own. So here your brand, you monetize your brand. This is your platform. This is who you, and this can be, you can be a mother of 20 kids or whatever, but it's still your brand of whatever. I'm just saying it generically. And it really is a, a lot of responsibility And a lot of, you know, when you take responsibility for everything, that's big, big shoulders, lots is needed, but you also feel pretty good about what, who you are, what you've accomplished on the heels of the fact that you could get aged out of your job because somebody Mm -hmm. can come in less expensive. Somebody, you can get aged out of your marriage. You can like, this is what could happen from 45 to 50 when you're going through menopause and all of this stuff. 45 to 50 is really challenging, but it is so important because it's like shedding your skin, like a snake sheds its skin. That process is very uncomfortable, but what comes of it is just so freeing more free than you'll ever feel in your life. And so from 50 on, the freedom of spirit that you have is incredible and you know so much. So you can start an entirely new business. You can, you can do almost whatever it is you want to do because you have all of this wealth of experience, you don't have your hormones regulating every freaking move or whatever. You don't have to be, uh, and I'm very serious about it. You don't have the responsibility of nurturing kids and do, yes, you still will do that, but it's much different. And now it's all about you and it's all about your development and your reinvention. So I'm, I I literally at 50 made a big plan and what, however you go through that, it really defines the rest of your life. So I, at 50, I gave up all of my possessions, sold everything, gave away everything and decided I wanted a minimal life, minimal environment, minimal everything. And it's opened me up for more creativity than I've ever had before. And and more opportunity. And it also opened me up to actually have a relationship that you could call a soulmate that I was not ready for before I was 50. I wasn't ready before I was 60. I wasn't, I couldn't have done it. And of course, sleep diet exercise is key because I feel good about my body. I feel good physically in a relationship. I feel good about my power in my physical self and in my mental self. And, you know, I don't know what my generic, my, my genetic makeup is, and I have no idea what that is, 
but as long as I can influence my in my actual sort of behavior for anything that I can control, I'm doing that. And I recommend in the book, especially, I talk about it a lot, that sleep diet exercise are really to be well respected so that you can enjoy a life that has so much more on a whole other level where your brain is so much more evolved and and smarter and experienced and and the power you have in that is when you can really do things that can change people's lives so everybody wants to know when my favorite time was well clearly i just told you it's now i mean that's why you know everyone tries it's always like anti-aging and how to look younger and all that stuff. And it's just, you know, it's almost like aging gracefully and into your true self. And it's almost a like it's a good thing. It's something to be grateful. I mean, I, I always think, you know, aging is great because it means you're alive, obviously. But it's, you know, it's something not to be as when you the way you spell it out makes me less afraid to grow up, quote unquote, grow up. Because, you know, for like someone who's my age, I, I think about like. 40 years old and I'm like oh I don't even know like I can't even visualize that in my that's head. so old I know I'm just it's like so I don't even old. know <laughs> and like I look at my mom and my mom I call her Benjamin Button because it's that movie where they she ages <laughs> backwards because she all my friends do too I'm like I I don't I don't know what's going on with you but it's but it's so interesting when you said that I was like wow like my mom's really she just turned she's turning 50 and I'm like wow she's really coming into her like coming into herself and being old enough to see it and like understand it. And it goes back to sleep, diet and exercise. She changed mm -hmm. her, she got into meditation. She got into yoga, she right. did all these things. And now she's literally aging backwards and has never been happier. And I feel like at our age, I mean, I don't know, are we supposed to be prioritizing that because we're also supposed to be young, wild and free, but I'm also then exhausted all the time, but we're supposed mm -hmm. to be hustling, but we're not supposed to burn out. And it's this very weird like beginning to the point where I almost look forward to being older and wiser and more calm because now it's just, there's a lot of pressure, but I could also be putting that pressure on myself. Yeah. Probably. There, there's a few things. One is um, because the beauty industry and the fashion industry and social media all um, promote this wrinkle free sort of airbrushed face that even someone your age can't have, right? It's yeah. not possible. Um, and so, and I'm an aesthetic person and I'm in the fashion, I'm one of these people that, you know, talks about that. I don't talk about anti-aging or anti-wrinkle, but I do think that we are so controlled to believe that youth is better. Um, beautiful skin and, and toned and, babies are beautiful. And then at 18, I mean, you can't get better hair, skin anywhere, but, um, but it's very short lived. And even now I'm sure people in your age group are seeing gray hairs, people it, and, and, and it's, it's a bigger fact actually than when I was growing up, we never saw gray hair in our twenties even it took more time. So the stress you guys have 
is much, much more than we had. And so the idea of aging and getting old, when I, when I turned 19, uh, I remember my mother said, it's all downhill from here. Happy birthday, Norma. And I cried. I literally cried. I said, I don't want to get old like you, mom. I just don't want to get old. And she said, too bad, you know, like too bad. My mother was not, you know, big with sympathy and words. And, and I thought about it and I feared getting old. I feared that happening. Like I won't be at my best. And the thing, the thing is, it's, it, 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 she was right in a way that it's not, it, it lasts a very short period of time, but it doesn't mean you're not going to be beautiful forever. I don't feel, I don't feel old and ugly. I, I have lines, I have dents, I, you know, my cheekbones sink in more than they ever did before, but I'm, I actually am cool with it. I like, I'm, I'm okay with that. I, I kind of like the way I feel and look. I'm not unhappy with it. And I, I, I didn't like the way I looked as much. There were days when I thought I looked really good when I was younger, but I was more insecure actually about the way I looked then than I am now because I feel stronger here, right? I feel more kind of, I, I know better. I know yeah. better. And you know, I think that the idea of getting old and aging, it's you as you get older, you realize it's such a it's such a um, commercial concept that being healthy allows you to look more beautiful naturally. When you're younger, you wear more makeup, you do more stuff because it's going to make you more. But the truth is, like, I have nothing. I have no mascara on. I have nothing. I, I had to get into work before six o'clock today. I have nothing going on, but I feel okay about it. When I was younger, I would never leave the house without mascara or some something going on because God forbid, I don't know, like what would happen. So I think it's, it's, that's one part of it, but the idea of, aging with power versus aging gracefully. I'm not aging gracefully. I'm not being graceful about it. I want to be powerful about aging, right? So that's the that's the the mindset to have that you're in the long game. That this is you have a short-term plan to get you into your 30s. Then you have a long game plan right? And so if you look at life that way of short term and long game, it's super helpful. And I'm doing that. I'm looking at the long game. I want to live to 120. I may or may not, but my attitude is saying, okay, you can plan and look at this short term, long term. And for sure at your age, this is a great thing to do. It's it's a really important thing to do because you always have a backup plan. You always have another thing and hope and dreaming are like, they'll get you there. They'll get you to where you got to go. 
Oh my gosh. You're so, I cannot wait to just dive into your book now. And I want to make sure that everyone else does. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I don't want to keep you any longer. Oh, you're thank you. Powerful boss, lady, woman who does not look, I know it's not about looks, but you do not look your age. You literally look younger than me, like and cool, <laughs> easily cooler than me, but just, I mean, I'm also a hot mess all the time. My audience knows that. So it's fine, but thank you so much. Um, thank you. Where can everyone, where should everyone go? Make sure they follow you, can, you on. Yeah, you can you go, them? you can go to Amazon um, for the book, but I actually, um, by the way, just decided to put, um, to reopen the Wellness Cafe with some really, really, there are people I know who make wonderful products that are great ingredients that are very unique and simple. Like uh, instead of using toothpaste, I use tooth soap that a woman makes mm. that clean your teeth. They pull bacteria out of your body and other like my, I use a shampoo and a conditioner uh, and a hair grow product from Lithuania that is so spectacular. Like I shouldn't have hair that's shiny like this at my age, it's right? so long and like full. But this is, this I credit totally to this product. And so I've done so much research. Obviously I've been in the wellness world for 30 plus years. And I decided that I'm, I wanna introduce these people. They're not huge, well-known, but they make, the best beautiful products. So, um, in a, in a short time on the on the Normal Life website under Norm Kamali, I'm going to have these, and um, and I think you, you guys will really see uh, the benefit of some of the ingredients. There's some good sleep stuff. That yes, you do have to do take take care of yourself. Sleep, diet, exercise for you guys is as important as it is for me, because you were born into a world that is so high frequency that you're getting gray hair younger, which is a sign of early aging, by the way. Chinese medicine says that's the way that you see the kidney um, aging. And you see a lot of things happening at a younger age because of the stress. So you must work out every day. You must eat a healthy diet, less food, but better quality food. And you need to think about sleep. You are not too young to do that. You have to protect yourselves against the stress. It is unbearable for everyone. But I grew up when I was protected by the environment and everything. You guys have no protection. So I'm hoping that, and I, I never talk about these products because I'm not selling stuff, but I think for you and the people who listen to you, if you try some of these things, I think you'll find them extremely helpful for de-stressing and kind of really putting you, taking care of yourselves. So that's it. A, I didn't know there was a normal life section under the website. So that's where you is. can go to look for that. Yes. And so it's not there yet, but it's coming okay. soon. And I'll let you know when that when they come. 
So you can try it. And if you like any of it, you can share it with people. You I would speak love that. With. I'm so excited. I mean, just look at okay. your hair makes me trust you. So <laughs> it's really, it, it, this is such good stuff. I promise you'll, and even I don't wear lipstick anymore because um, Horst who developed Aveda gave me reams of documents about how the lipstick and the chemicals and lipstick go right to your breasts and it's really bad for, for health. And so I've substituted with this stuff. It's made from, from fruits and it's a lip stain. It's a lip stain. I don't have a lot on now, but I have some and it's so great. Um, and it's, it's not, I mean, that's what I'm wearing. That's my makeup for today. That's but good. I mean, I just, I love the whole look. Like, I'm not going to lie. I wish I could look that cool. I, I, you know, granted I should have tried harder, but no. well, vaccine, anyway, so. we'll send you, we'll send yes. you everything and you'll see. Okay. Thank you so much for everything. It was such a pleasure. So nice.